in September 1939, I entered the Queens Hospital School of Nursing in Honolulu and to begin a five-year course. And on Sunday, the 7th of December, 1941, I had a very rare day off. And so I started early in the morning, 8 o'clock, uh, in a taxi limo that was designed for seven adults. Well, there were seven, but there were also four kitties there sitting, sitting on their mother's laps. Now, the Japanese had already dropped their first load of bombs on the ships in Pearl Harbor, but we didn't realize uh, how serious this was, but we could see the black smoke that was way ahead of us. Now, then the, uh, the military police uh, turned us off the main route and directed us onto a back road that ran through uh, cane fields. And as we uh, were then going around S-bends on the road, and all of a sudden, a Japanese Zero aircraft came right for us. And it was flying so low that we could see the pilot, and he dropped a bomb then, just on the road that we had just gone over. Now our taxi driver was Japanese, and he panicked, and he got out of the taxi and was starting to go back into the crane fields, but there was an American lady, rather large, that was sitting in the passenger seat, and she saw what was happening. She got out of the car, and she grabbed him and put him back in place, and he was more scared of her than he was of the pilot. Now, we learned a lot time later that the uh, Japanese pilot was really not aiming the bomb for us, but was aiming for some ammunition dumps that had been burrowed into the side of the hill. And he, by the way, he did miss. Well, we had to drive um, past Pearl Harbor on, the way, on my way home, and the Arizona had already been sunk. And then other ships in the harbor were either breaking up or they were sunk too. But the worst thing was that we saw some of the sailors jumping over into the water, but the water was uh, covered with burning oil. It was a terrible sight. And <clears throat> we, when we approached my hometown called Wahiawa, uh, we passed Wheeler Air Force Base, and at, where at 7.30 that morning, the Japanese had had no trouble destroying almost all of the planes that were very neatly laid out in rows on the tarmac instead of being in their bunkers. When I got home, the radio was on, and the uh, by that time, the Martial law had been uh, put in place, and war had been declared, and, and uh, all the nurses and medical personnel were asked to go back to their hospitals as soon as possible. And when I got back to the hospital, the wounded had already started to come in, but the beds were non-existent. 
So instead, they, the wounded were left on the stretchers and just laid out on the wide verandas uh, on the ground floor. And the wounded were stretchered up five flights of stairs because, of course, the lifts couldn't be used. Well, the wounds were mostly burns, and uh, many of them of the wounded were also the result of being strafed. Now, the, the, the reason that the burns were so evident was because that was a result of misdirected bombs. The other ones were from the civilians being strafed by the Japanese planes. And, and we all worked through in the wards all that day and most of the night. And when I got back to my room, I was so tired that I realized, well, remember too, we also had blackout. And I was so tired, I didn't realize that I couldn't find the furniture because I had changed my, better, my furniture around the day before. Well, I finally found my bed. But in doing so, I stubbed my little toe on my right foot. And that was my only war wound. <laughs> well, it was only much later that I looked back on the various exper experiences that I had, and I thought, well, I really should have been frightened or scared. But I wasn't, because when you're 20 years old, all these things that happen are very exciting experiences. <laughs>